And this time on Culture File, a trip to the pre-famine sound world of the west of Ireland. Flautist, whistle player and piper Ema Mayock in a trio with Mick O'Brien and daughter Aoife Nivrian are on a mission to get the song-collecting work of James Goodman on record. They began in 2013 with their first set of tunes taken from the 19th century song collector's gatherings. Now the trio is diving again into that pool for a new collection. More tunes from the Goodman Manuscripts. Emma Mayock spoke from her Mayo home to Culture Files' Louise McMahon about bringing Goodman's treasure to the surface. Sometimes, you know, in melodies, one little change makes a huge difference. So in Goodman, you're going, oh, I know that tune well. Oh, yeah, that's the same version. And the next thing, you stumble across these two bars and you go... That's a different tune altogether. Goodman was born in 1828 and he died in 1896. He lived at the parish of Ventry in West Kerry. He spoke the Irish language and he played the flute, he played the pipes, he sang, and he was a clergyman of the Church of Ireland. He worked his life in Cork from 1879, he was professor of Irish at Trinity College Dublin. What really interests me a lot is that he lived in the community. He knew the music, he knew the language, he knew the songs, and he knew the people. What's interesting about him as a collector, which he collected music all his life, is that he understood integrally what was going on, and he didn't, as a collector, come into a community and then collect and leave and then go to another community actual tunes in the manuscripts, it's kind of potted because they all come from him, you know, in terms of what he collected and what he encountered. I guess his association with Trinity College meant that the manuscripts were given to Trinity after his death. And I know that the collector, Brendan Brannock, was going into the archives and to the library in Trinity to have a look at them. When Brendan died, Dr Hugh Shields took on that work, preparing Goodman's manuscripts. So that was volume one. That was the first time Goodman's music was made available in book form. Hugh sadly passed away. His wife, Lisa Shields, had worked with him all along the project and she was involved then in the completion of volume two that was published then in recent years. So now we have quite a healthy bulk available to us as musicians to go through. of such significance is that it's music of the southwest of Ireland, traditional music, as it was sung and as it was played, notated by somebody with absolute knowledge of the music. This was mostly done before the 1840s. As you know, traditional culture was really wiped out in many parts of the country because of the famine and what ensued after. The music and song was hugely affected by that. The Irish word for manuscript is Love Scrivini, handwritten, and he had a beautiful hand, absolutely gorgeous writing. Manuscript writing takes on a kind of a personality and a, a flair of the person who writes it. He collected all his life, you know, it's quite incredible. And he had like little notebooks as well, and he had 
what they used to call fair copying. It's like the good copy. <laughs> That's when you were ready to really kind of commit something to paper. In some ways, it should be lovely to publish them in their actual printed form. I suppose for the sake of clarity and all the people who worked on kind of deciphering what did he mean here or what he didn't or trying to get it as faithful as possible, it's printed and that's a huge service to us to have them out there. As a player, you kind of make decisions when you play it. You go, I'm wondering if he really meant a C-sharp to go in there. It doesn't really sit in our modern ear or else you might think, okay, maybe he got that from a musician who came from a particular area where that was a version or, you know, so there are those kind of decisions that Goodman asks you to make. He mightn't have consciously wanted us to make those decisions, but when you approach it, you find yourself doing that. Though we have tunes in the manuscripts that were unheard of before by the modern musician, there are also versions of tunes that we would recognize from our modern tradition and are well-known. But then you will find a version of a reel that's well-known or a jig or a hornpipe, and there'll be this amazing, maybe two or three bar sequence that's completely different. And it's a total change in the way that you hear and perceive and play the tune. That's really beautiful. Sometimes, you know, in melodies, one little change makes a huge difference. So in Goodman, you're going, oh, I know that tune well. Oh yeah, that's the same version. And the next thing you stumble across these two bars and you go, that's a different tune altogether. got a lot of his tunes definitely from a piper called Kennedy, the so-called K tunes. But then there are types of tunes where the three of us, as we go through the manuscripts, say, I don't think he got those from the guy or the woman down the road, you know? So a musician's own personal repertoire doesn't always just extend to what's there in the tradition around them. They may like to play music from other traditions and other genres. So I think there's a little bit of that in the manuscripts as well. We recorded a lot of this record in the Traditional Music Archive on Marine Square. We would just go in every day and tackle some more tunes. I suppose from the very beginning of this project, we never really kind of went out to sort of faithfully represent a manuscript. We don't play exactly what Goodman wrote. We play our interpretation of what works for us as a trio together. We kind of have changed some of the tunes. There's one on this uh, record that's just written real, but we actually thought it worked better as a polka, so we turned it into a polka. And we all feel that that's our particular interpretation of the music and that we're doing this in the 21st century and this is who we are as musicians. And we're not really exactly sure how they played it in the 19th century. So that's also a part of the kind of, you know, a unique approach by three people because this is how we have endeavored to engage with the manuscripts.
Ema Mayock there and the reporter was Louise McMahon. More tunes from the Goodman Manuscripts is available on bandcamp.com and in general from Custy's traditional Irish music shop in Ennis where fresh supplies are on the way. Custy's treasure stocked online shop is at custysmusic.com.